Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Hi there. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Today's questioner asks, I've got so many people relying on me for so many things, and it's just exhausting. But it's really hard for me to say no to anyone or anything. Where do I go from here? I'm all too familiar with this struggle. For many years, I was the people pleaser, caretaker, perfectionist who was constantly taking on more and more and more to make sure everyone was taken care of and everything was done perfectly. And it was exhausting. At first, I survived on my reserves. Once those were depleted, I turned to energy drinks. Finally, I was so burnt out, I ended up curled up under my desk at work each afternoon crying. I was so exhausted, overwhelmed, and frustrated, and I needed to release some of that pressure each afternoon. When it finally became unsustainable, I knew something needed to change, and a big piece of that was learning what healthy boundaries look like. So if you're asking this question looking for a great energy drink recommendation or a productivity technique to magically multiply the hours you have in your day, I hate to disappoint you, but that's not the answer. The key is learning how to start saying no, because there are only 24 hours in a day, and you have a limited amount of energy. And at some point, the diminishing returns on those productivity techniques and caffeinated beverages become inconsequential. This is a really big topic, but there are two key points I want to cover today. The first is every yes is also a no. The second is the question of who and what you're actually responsible for. Let's tackle the idea that every yes is also a no first. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to anything else you could have used that time, energy, or other resource for. Let's look at a really tangible example. Imagine you receive a $50 Amazon gift card. You look at your wish list and are torn between a waffle maker and sheets for your bed. Both cost $50. If you say yes to the waffle maker, you're saying no to using that gift card for the sheets, and vice versa. Maybe you want both of them, so you decide to use money from your weekly budget to buy them both and give up your fancy morning coffee for the week. Again, yes to purchasing both is a no to your coffee. Now let's think about your time. When you say yes to helping a coworker finish their last minute project, that means saying no to anything else you'd be doing with that time. If you're working late, it means you won't be able to get to the yoga class you'd planned on or be home to make dinner or spend time with your kids before they go to bed. So if you're struggling to get through everything on your to-do list each day, And if you listened to the last episode and you're struggling to figure out how to fill up your teacup faster than it drains, getting really intentional on what you're saying yes to 
And what you're saying no to is a great exercise to start. To help you with this process, I've created a six-question boundary quick start guide. This simple flowchart will walk you through the process of considering your options and making the decision that's right for you. You can get your copy at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P5. That's P as in podcast and the number five. The second key point today is who are you responsible for? Take a moment and brainstorm a list of people you're responsible for. Feel free to pause the podcast and even write this down. Okay, I'll let you in on a secret. This is a little bit of a trick question. Did you just run through a laundry list of people? Scroll through your list, mentally or on paper. Put a check next to any children under the age of one. Put a circle next to any children between the ages of one and 18. Put a circle next to anyone with a mental or physical disability that renders them unable to care for themselves in part or in full, and you are the primary or one of the primary caregivers for. And put a check mark next to yourself. Anyone left on your list? Cross them off. Those people with the checks, those are the only ones you are 100% responsible for. The circles, those are people who may need your support and are either learning to develop boundaries and care for themselves, or perhaps don't have the capacity to fully care for themselves. The question of how much responsibility and what type you have for those people with circles next to their names will be a case-by-case basis. Everyone else on your list, those people you crossed off, and in part those people with circles next to their names, those are the people you're responsible to, but not responsible for. Here's the difference. We are responsible for ourselves. That includes taking ownership for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and inactions, and the way we show up and live in the world. We are responsible for taking care of ourselves, making sure we have healthy boundaries, and we're getting the mental, physical, and emotional self-care we need to fill up our teacups. If you haven't heard me talk about the teacup analogy before, or if you need a refresher, check out episode four of this podcast. We are responsible to others. When we've filled our teacups so full, they overflow into the saucer. We're able to give of that overflow to others. This requires clear boundaries and an understanding of where giving is helping and where it's enabling. And just as important as knowing what we are responsible for is knowing what we are not responsible for. We are not responsible for others' thoughts, feelings, actions, and inactions. While we can't make someone think or feel a certain way, that doesn't remove our responsibility to simply be caring and compassionate humans. The golden rule of treating others as you would wish to be treated is a great touchstone here. Additionally, We are not responsible for things that are out of our control. We can't control the weather. We can't control the decisions of others. We can't control the things that happen as the result of the decisions of others, with the exception of our own personal reaction to them. This is another one where it makes sense intellectually, 
but it can be tricky knowing when we give to others in a way that helps instead of enables. I'm a sensitive, emotional, and empathic person. In the past, I would form relationships, both romantic and platonic, with people who were less able to feel their feelings. I believed it was my job to do the emotional heavy lifting in these relationships. But by feeling for them, it meant I was allowing them to avoid being responsible for their own emotions. When we enable others by taking on something they should be responsible for, even if we're just giving from our saucer and not our teacup, we send them a disempowering message. We're telling them that we don't trust they're responsible enough to be able to take care of themselves. We send the message that we know how to live their lives better than they do. And we send the message that there's no reason for them to be responsible for themselves, so they shouldn't even bother trying. Can you imagine if someone said that to you? I've learned over the years that helping comes into play when someone is bearing a burden beyond the boundaries of the normal things they need to be responsible for. I think of this as if someone switched out my purse for a five-gallon bucket full of rocks. That bucket would be more weight than I could be expected to carry over my shoulder on a daily basis. Helping often requires holding space rather than trying to solve problems. Picture how you would support a friend who is just ending a long-term relationship. You would lend a listening ear and a caring shoulder. You wouldn't create a dating profile for them on Tinder. It can be hard to step back and allow someone you have previously taken responsibility for to take responsibility for themselves. They might struggle. They might flounder. But often, we can't start swimming back to the surface of the ocean until our feet have touched the bottom. What a disservice you would be doing keeping them suspended just off the bottom of the ocean floor, never giving them the chance to reorient themselves and swim for the surface. Let's quickly review. Each time you say yes to something or someone, you're saying no to anything else you could use that time, energy, or other resource for and you are responsible for yourself. We are each responsible to each other. That means giving of the resources, mental, physical, and emotional, only beyond what we need to keep ourselves happy, healthy, and balanced to others. So going back to the original question, the next step is to focus on a mindset shift. I've offered two in this episode. Does one resonate with you more strongly than the other? Which one can you get curious with and start noticing how it's showing up in your life? How can you start shifting the way you approach the requests and needs of others to reserve a little more energy for yourself to start refilling your teacup? While this sounds pretty simple in theory, in practice there can be a lot of stories that start coming into play. If you listened to the first episode of this podcast, you know that one of my stories was that everyone else's needs were more important than my own. I needed to recognize that first as a myth and then release it in order to begin to start creating healthy boundaries. If you could use support in this work, please schedule a discovery session with me. I'll add a link to my calendar in the show notes. Let's start the conversation by creating some clear action steps for constructing healthy boundaries that are specific to you and your life. And if you'd love to dive in on your own, Check out my quiz, which will guide you through determining how strong your boundary muscle is right now. 
and offers a custom boundary building plan for where you are. You can check out that quiz at nourishnessbreathe.com forward slash quiz. I'll add a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnessbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.